The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. A lot to ponder as it relates to the Pittsburgh Steelers, as it relates to everything that general manager Kevin Colbert had to say yesterday. And who better to continue the conversation with than our good friend of the show, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Batman, how we doing on this Thursday? I'm doing just fine. I just, you know, I was thinking I really missed the days of when we did this in person. I could pop up to the office from the Steelers cafeteria, bring you guys a banana or a bag of chips. (laughs) Uh, It's just not the same. It is just not the same. As, you know, things have not been the same for the last 11, 12 months, but we're trying to keep it at least standard here on the show with our buddy Brian Backo just about every single Thursday. All right, Batman. So Kevin Colbert, he only speaks a couple times a year, usually around this time, around combine time. Again, you know, in the in the before times, in the precedented times. Are we putting too much stock? Uh, I think everybody has has pointed out, you know, that Kevin Colbert had ample opportunities to say that that you know, no matter what, Ben's our guy in 2021, and he did not do so. Are we putting too much stock into that, Brian, or is is that a fair, um, you know, ear perking, eyebrow raising moment? I, you can definitely go both ways on this. I tend to think we're maybe putting a little too much stock into it because if you really want to parse the words that were said or the words that weren't said, I mean, you can go back to to Art Rooney the second, uh, you know, what last month or whatever. I mean, he, he did have a little bit more firm language that the Steelers want Ben back in 2021. So I, I do think it's maybe a little bit more noise than anything. And we're, we're, we're desperate. We're hungry for answers. So we're really reading into uh, everything that, that Colbert and company say or don't say. But uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it, it's starting to remind me a little bit of uh, how both sides were with the Heinz Ward situation way back in, in 2011, or even the Troy situation more recently. Mm-hmm. We know how those ended, and uh, I'm not predicting Ben's going to end up that way just yet. Yeah, so I guess to follow up to that, though, why did he speak so confidently about Mike Tomlin and give him glowing reviews? And he only was asked about him, you know, briefly at the end of it, whereas with Ben, numerous times, he had the same opportunities to say that. So I understand the well, you know, we're looking into it too much. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's a prime example of him doing just what we were looking for with one other person in this conversation, but not him. Yeah, that's a good point, though. You know, maybe you could argue that uh, Ben's contract status right now is much more of a hot-button topic than the usual platitudes about the head coach. Not not to say that people don't have strong opinions on Mike Tomlin and, and they his def- job status. You know they right do. Now, you know they let's do. Let's be honest. Everybody <laughs> is talking about Ben, and the fact that there is such a financial element to it, I think, makes it all the more delicate. And the, the Steelers are, you know, they always kind of play their cards close to the best, right? Like, you know, there were questions yesterday to Colbert where he basically just says, we're not going to talk about that. I mean, Tomlin's been that way for forever. I mean, Art can – 
you know, sidestep questions, uh, you know, just as nimbly as Kevin Colbert can. <laughs> Mike's a little bit more blunt, but uh, <laughs> that, I, I just think that they don't really want to tip their hand either way. There's always kind of bargaining power through what you say publicly, and there aren't many people in this world who are going to know what those guys and Ben talk about privately. So uh, we're, we're not going to have a real firm idea of, of how those conversations are going until there's more reports or something concrete on paper with what they've done. And now with that being said, the contract situation, right? Obviously it's been out there that there he's not going to play for the, the 41.5 cap hit or whatever, right? But his just the money he's supposed to make next year to actually play is only at 19 million. So how do you make that work when he's already, I mean, compared to the guys that are in that 19 or less range where we're talking about him potentially taking a pay cut, how do you justify sending him out there and he's making the same as, you know, or potentially less than a Taysom Hill? Like, that to me, it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, and it's not really something that, that Ben has made a habit of, I guess, in the past. And, you know, the Steelers, though, they, they love their restructures. They love kind of, you know, playing that credit card football or whatever you want to call it. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> I'm looking at a guy their, like their Marcus Mariota making $10 right? million. <laughs> You know what I mean? Marcus yeah. Mariota making $10 million. If we're talking to Ben, we're like, hey, Ben, I need this cap hit to be, you know, low 30s. You're saying, okay, take off nine at least. Yeah. That's putting him in the range of a Marcus Mariota. It's like, that's borderline disrespectful. One of these things is not <laughs> like the other. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, the, the best word I think that, that I already used that you can apply to this is, delicate i mean there's a lot of people out there who think that you know it's it's time to just blow it up and move on from ben i might even include myself in that category whereas now when you say that are you meaning like trade or cut or either i mean either probably a cut would be most uh most reasonable way to go because i don't know who you'd get to to take on him in a trade and I, i still don't i don't know about what you guys think i don't i can't picture ben playing anywhere else i mean we've said that about Brady and Manning uh, the last five to ten years, but I still can't picture it. We we thought the same with Rivers, so it's like multiple scenarios, but this is is something that me and Wes, we kind of spoke about just a little while ago. If you're Ben and the Steelers are asking you to play for $10 million because we need the cat pit for you to be under 30 or as close as 30 as possible, we want you to play for 10 mil. And you got a team like the Dolphins, for example, who have a plethora of cap space, and Hmm. they say, hey, Ben – Man, we'll pay you twenty five to come down here and be the the, the one year hero until Tua is really, really ready to take the rings. You're a major upgrade over Ryan Fitzpatrick. You don't think that he strongly considers that? I think he'd consider it, but I don't know if he'll do it. I mean, I, I do get the sense that he's made well, I guess it depends how realistic he is about his own possible uh declining ability. I mean, I, I think we can be. He hasn't uh, given any indication that he wants to retire within the next two years either. Like, no, nothing has said that from him. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that some of the comments he's made in the past, I mean, even this year when he had some bad games, he, he, you could argue that maybe he sees the writing on the wall. But, yeah, certainly the mood uh, of Ben's final you know, postseason press conference after the Browns loss sounded like a guy who was much more hungry mm-hmm. than resigned to his fate. Granted, a lot has changed since then. Vance retiring, Pouncey retiring. You assume there are more changes coming to the roster, maybe even more than he anticipated. So, uh, and who knows if, if he expected uh, the, the brass, the front office, to be kind of as forthcoming about this situation as they have been. It's, uh, 
it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be hard, I think, for both sides to have these conversations. And more than anything, it's it's going to be emotional when it finally does end. I still think that's going to be a year from now rather than in the next few weeks. But uh, you never you never say never. And I would say that after listening to Colbert yesterday, I would drop whatever uh, percentage chance I'm putting Ooh. on him coming back. But you never say never. So you're telling me there's a chance. Justin Bieber, I mean Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, <laughs> never saying never with us here on the Steelers Blitz. Buddy, I I feel like, I don't know if how much, if like if I'm looking into this too much, if I'm thinking about this too much, but one of the things that Moats and I kicked around earlier on in the show is just the idea of Ben, how he wants to go out, right? Like how much is that yeah. really a factor in his decision and the reason that I think it is a big factor, that he wants to have a, a normal year with fans in the stands and be able to get introduced and, and all that stuff, he mentioned how many times, three, four, five times this past season, how much he missed the fans, playing in front of the fans, the reaction of the crowd at Heinz Field. How much do you think his decision is based on, do I want to go out in a pandemic year? You know, the last two seasons, you know, he has elbow surgery and only plays six quarters. Then he comes back. And in a pandemic year, no fans, a lot of, of weird stuff in terms of how they prepare every week. But he also won 12 games and won a division title. Like, do you think there's a real balance there of him thinking of, you know, okay, last season wouldn't be the worst way to end a career versus, man, I just I, I want to have a normal year. These last two years have not been normal for me. Major injury and then a pandemic. I just want to have a normal season, uh, you know, before I call this thing quits. There could be, and, and losing to the Browns in the playoffs uh, at home is like the most abnormal thing <laughs> that can happen to the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise. So that, that, to me, is maybe a bigger factor than the fan thing. I mean, I think that's worth considering. But on the other hand, I mean, he was pretty much asked about playing in empty stadiums all those times. And those comments were, um, you know, revealing from Ben and, and honestly pretty cool for Steeler Nation to hear, I think. But to me, it's more about that that bitter taste in your mouth of if, if you do go out like this, you know, losing to little brother on, you know, the, the big yeah. stage in, in kind of embarrassing fashion. Now that's not to say coming back and you, you could go out even worse in 2021. You could go six and 10. Well, or that, something. See, and that's what I wanted to know. Like, what does that look like next year? Hmm. If he's back with at least a 25, $27 million cap hit. And that's, Worst case scenario, or excuse me, best case scenario from a cap standpoint, right? If he was in the 24s or 25s, what does this team even look like next year, though, with that? I don't know what it looks like, but I know that the competitor in Ben is is not going to really factor that in, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think when you get to that level, you know, you get to any level, college athlete, pro athlete, starter, uh, you know, Super Bowl champion, future yeah. Hall of Famer, like, I don't think you really step back and look at it the same way we do and say, ah, you know what, guys, this roster can't get it done. I can't get it done. I'm going to hang it up. I don't think he's wired like that. I think he, he believes he can still play at a high level, right or wrong, and that this team can still win the big one, right or wrong. So that, to me, uh, is almost kind of discounts the, the fact of it, it could go even worse than right. you know finishing 12-4. and four. Whew. That makes me nervous. Becca, you're supposed to come up here and make me feel happy, man. You're making no, me old. I'm nervous now, that's man. Not, that's not his job. Come he's, on. he's always been the truther for us. Gosh, man. Just feed me sweet nothings. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. The salary cap is going to disappear magically. Don't worry. 
Well, that floor is going up. up hey, the floor is going up. Big spending, big spending. <laughs> Mr. Backo, uh, allow me to transition if that's all right with you, Arthur Motes. Um, speaking of storylines and interesting things to follow, of course, we are all following the free agency saga of one Watt brother, the oldest Watt brother, Mr. JJ, of course, I am speaking of. In your mind, one, how realistic is it that he ends up with the, as a Pittsburgh Steeler with all these things that we've considered and in particularly the cap and the need for him? And then two, man, it would be a heck of a storyline if he ended up in the division, wouldn't it, with, say, maybe those Cleveland Browns? Yeah, I don't think it's all that realistic that he comes here, but it seems a lot more realistic than I would have expected that he, he goes over to uh, the mistake on the lake and uh, <laughs> tries to <bring> <laughs> The Lombardi Trophy, but that that sure would be juicy. And you know, there's a lot of factors I think that are going to go into his decision. I, I think number one is probably chance to win it all. I think number two is probably money because money always talks. And I, number three, maybe location, which brings into play, you know, your Green Bay Packers. Perhaps they have all three. Hmm. Chicago Bears, they probably have one or two. But they don't. They don't uh, have two beings that are located in Pittsburgh that are very close to this man's heart, though. True, that is true. But what I was getting at, Cleveland's only two hours away. Oh, don't do that! (laughs) Don't you do that! (laughs) The Watt, the the Watt family, the parents can live in Youngstown. Oh no! (laughs) Why time? Why you got to do that? Why? Why? (laughs) That makes too much sense, man. Come on, man. You saw T.J. Watt was shoveling uh, J.J. Watt's, uh, you know, pathway this morning, his front steps. You know, I, I don't know if he's going to drive the two hours back and forth. No days day off. To do that to oh, help man. out Big Bro in Cleveland, but oh, I'm just man. saying. <laughs> Brian Backo, our guest here <laughs> on the Steelers Blitz. He of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette fame. I'm going to miss, I'm gonna miss uh, you know, being an indie next week with Mr. Backo. But as we start to... Uh, transition more and more. Obviously, yeah, we chopped it up last year, what? We did chop it up. We had ourselves a good time. I mean, you know, oh, try, yeah, to get did, Arthur, huh? try to get Arthur oh, Motes man. out there, but he oh. was, I think he was on another one of his Steelers cruises no, 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 or something. I, I, I wasn't invited. That's that's the difference. I've only been invited to Indy once. Well, that's because, that's because you're once. on a cruise in the Caribbean. I mean, who wants to go to the Midwest in the <laughs> middle of winter? Everybody talks about, oh, Arthur's such a great guy. Arthur's so nice. Arthur this, Arthur that. <laughs> I've only been invited to Indy one time. Why is that? Huh? I've only been invited one time. Uh, why? I want to go to the. I've been. I've played in the Coast Stadium multiple times, but I've only been invited to the Combine once. We all got to go to St. Elmo's. I want to go. A- absolutely. Yeah. I-, I need that. Motsi needs some shrimp cocktail. You no know what question, I'm saying, man. Mr. Backo. Although, if I do recall, were you, you were not the biggest fan of the shrimp cocktail, were, were you? Oh, no, I love the shrimp. Oh, okay. okay. It's, it's got that kick kick. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I tell you what, you got some allergies that flaring will... up. You just. <laughs> what? <laughs> be clear as day. Oh, my God. Uh, last one that I have for you, partner, is. Uh, Something else that Kevin Colbert spent some time talking about yesterday was the Steelers' run game, the lack of success there. With the time spent discussing that, with that, that was something that that Art Rooney II also touched on about a month ago when he spoke. Does it really feel like rebuilding the offensive line and the run game is is going to be high on the priority list when the NFL draft does roll around here in in uh, in April? Yeah, yeah, it does feel that way to me, and and I think that's what makes the most sense from anybody uh, outside as well I mean you don't have to be you don't have to be an insider or uh, you know in Steelers headquarters to know that they weren't very good at that last year and they need some help up front I think even more so they need some help in the actual backfield itself Benny Snell was 
Nice little stories for a couple games there, but then you just didn't really see it from them. Anthony McFarland, they, they really didn't even give him a chance. And to me, you know, everybody's talking about Najee Harris this, Najee Harris that. It'd be awesome. I think he'd be a good pick, even at 24. Love him as a player, but I don't know if enough people are talking about Travis Etienne as potentially mm. being the guy there. I mean, he's a home run hitter, a game breaker. I think it'd be a real, real tough call if they're both on the board and you want to go running back in the first round. See, my thing was I didn't think Etienne would be up there that long. I, I I think he goes a little bit earlier. That's my thing, you know. But my It'll question to you, though, baby, because y- 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 y'all talk what I want to talk now a little bit of this offense, baby, running backs and O-line. <laughs> How are we going to address some of these issues on the offensive line? I mean, in terms of you have Pouncey retiring, obviously your left tackle situation with Al being a free agent. What do you, I mean, are we looking more in-house? Do you think that they have pieces already in place for that? I mean, obviously you still have your Matt Filers, your Zach Banners. Do you think that those guys can get the job done? Or is it something where you're thinking draft free agency is going to be where you really build this up for revamp? I think people are overlooking the in-house options a little bit too much. I, I agree mean, because Banner, they have options. Right. Zach Banner and Chooks Sakura for you know, one of those guys is definitely coming back in Chooks. I think we all agree that Banner's probably going to come back for a prove-it deal. I mean, last year was a tough deal for him. Um, so I think both those guys are back, and it seemed like the Steelers were comfortable with either one starting in 2020. Now are they comfortable with both starting in 2021? That's the, the first-round question. But I think they might be. I, I certainly believe in Banner helping out the run game I don't know about a core four, but Kevin Colbert always says that a third-round pick should eventually become a starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Chooks got that kind of by default last year, and it wouldn't shock me if those are your bookends uh, next season. As for the inside guys, I mean, you, you can find uh, you can find guards, whether it's late in the draft, whether it's in free agency, or uh, you know, even somebody like you know, Dobson, I think, of course, is going to start, but uh, you know, who knows if uh, if, you, if you've got somebody else up your sleeve there, if you're the Steelers, they got to get better uh, at those positions. Don't get me wrong, but even if Filer and, and, and Villanueva are both gone, uh, I, I think David DeCastro and Dotson can can hold it down, and then you got to find a center. I like it. Whew. I like it. A whole baby. lot to chew on. One of our <laughs> favorite guys to discuss all things Pittsburgh Steelers with Brian Backo. Make sure you're reading his work in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Follow him on Twitter at Brian Backo. Hear him here on the show on Thursdays. Buddy, great stuff as always. We appreciate your time. We'll talk soon. And on the topic of NFL news, I just want you to know I would trade more than a second and third round pick for both of you guys. You know hey, what? I, 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 I appreciate that. And, and I would I would take on a thirty three point eight million dollar cap hit for you as well. there he goes brian backo great stuff from our good friend of the show as always look at i mean we just the chemistry's off the charts uh mozi i i do want to discuss uh before we get out of here the the big trade of the day that that he just referenced there but quickly the lit one rebecca says so glad to hear you both back today what kind of timeline do you think we're looking at with ben roethlisberger's decision well, we know free agent. What the uh, new league year starts March fifteenth or sixteenth or seventeenth? It's, it's like that. Always that time. Yeah, frame. it's the middle of March. So whatever is going to happen is going to need to happen by then because Ben has a what fifth was it? Uh, I forget. He has a roster bonus that's supposed to hit during that time frame once the new league year starts. So obviously, if you're looking to make adjustments to his contract. You want to do it before that date and that money starts to hit because then once the money gets paid out. 
now it's yeah you're in yeah. a sticky situation so yeah to me that's the i think it will happen before then and this is the first step obviously they had to have these conversations and the fact that they did is good now when the negotiations start that's what's gonna get a lot more interesting but being a person that's been in negotiations before now granted mine was different in terms of just the timing of it sure but with ben they're combing through every all the details to see what other options do we have before we come to him with a number. And I think that that's important because of the respect element, right? We talked about how this can be very delicate. So you don't just come to Ben with, hey, play for 10 if we haven't worked all these other things out. So I think that's another reason why it's been a little bit held up because they're making decisions in terms of, all right, if we're confident in Banner playing left tackle, well, then now I don't have to worry about drafting one in the first round right. or going to acquire one in free agency, meaning, okay, now I might not have to tell Ben to take for 10. He could come for 12 now. And now you can just see how you Balancing can, the retirements right. of, of Vance McDonald Absolutely. and Pouncey with that as well, too. And then saying, okay, a guy like Vince, all right, maybe we should restructure him so that way his number goes down. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we could do this like this. So I think mm-hmm. maybe those, someone like Joe Hayden. Right. I yeah. think all of those things are what's happening right now and why we haven't necessarily heard official numbers and why Kevin Colbert, even in that conversation, mm. said we've had conversations, we haven't had negotiations. Very different. Absolutely. We you, you can't get to the negotiation without the conversation. Informal versus formal. Yeah. yeah. Like literally, I remember exit meeting for me, 14, conversation. Conversation was, we want you back. Do you want to come back? Yes. All right. We're going to look to do business, okay? Then from there, a month later, they make their moves. Then you start and to negotiate. And then you can get to the dollar amount. Yeah. But you first got to find out the you interest. You got to find the baseline right. first. Then, do you want to play next year? Right. Yes. Do you want to play here next year? <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Kevin Colbert, do you want being here next year? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Now let's start talking about it then. All right? So that's the scenario, you know, that they're kind of in right now. But they are going to have to operate with a little bit of pace. But they still have about... You know, a month, honestly, it's the 18th right now as we sit here in February. Yeah. So they're going to still have, you know, another four weeks, essentially, to get that stuff worked out. So they still have time. But I think that's the biggest reason why we haven't heard the 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 real numbers and why a deal hasn't necessarily been done just yet. Right, right. I think and that pertains to TJ as well because TJ's in line for an extension, but his isn't going to come mm-hmm. realistically to me until, you know, after free agency. Once they know, right, okay, we got right. this, this, that, that. All right, now let's break the bank. You know, so yeah. it's it's man, it's a lot of moving parts to balance. It Without certainly is. Uh, Brett says, "I would hate losing Ben, but you know, if if it comes to that, what do you think about a couple draft picks, a couple later round draft picks, and James Conner to the Jets for Sam Darnold?" In theory, Brett, I love that. There's just one problem: they can't mm-hmm. trade James Conner because he's contract. a free agent. Yep. Yeah. So that would be the issue there. And then I would just need to look at the contract ramifications for a uh, Sam Darnold's cap hit because. With Ben, right, if you cut him, because you're more than likely, me and um, Backo brought this up, you're not going to really be able to trade him because what team is going to want to take on a $41 million cap hit for Ben? They'll be in the same situation as us. So with that, you're still more than likely going to have at least $22 million on the books and dead money if he's here or not next year. Right. So that's an important thing to remember. And and remember, because that's the same thing we had, what, two years ago with A.B., Antonio Mm -hmm. Brown. Mm Mm-hmm. Pay it twenty million dollar cat pit. He's playing with the Raiders. Well, he was supposed to be, but he didn't. But that was that scenario, right? And we said, man, twenty million dollars. You think about the type of players you can get for twenty million for a capital of twenty. Like you can get some quality guys in Heck here. Yeah, so get some of the best offensive linemen in the league. For no that question. Money. So when you look at the scenario with Ben, 
similar thing now. When you talk about potentially cutting him more, you know, because like I said, the trade more, I, I don't see that happening at all. No, but I don't see that happening. But going the route of releasing him, which could happen, right? If he were to say, I'm not going to play for less than 17, and still was saying, well, we can't bring you back for less, than, I mean, for more than 12, you could get that stalemate, right? That could potentially happen. But like I said, with that, just know that you're still not going to have the full 41 to work with. You're only going to have about 20 of that to work with right. to go find his, you know, successor, a right. stopgap. If you want to roll with the Mason, bring in a veteran that can back him up. Because obviously Dwayne Haskins, we say he's talented, right? But he's not a veteran. He's two years in the league, and right. it was a, you know, kind of crazy situation for him in Washington. So yes. you can't feel confident if that's the only quarterbacks, the only guys that you have going into next season. So now you're starting to see how, you know, this decision how impactful it is right not only in this season but next season as well so that's why it's taking this you know they're taking their time with it and they're doing their due diligence that's what you have to do in this type of scenario because you can either come out this thing looking good or you can come out looking like the eagles it's not good speaking of the eagles arthur motes uh we had our first big trade of the offseason a couple weeks ago matthew stafford from frigid detroit to sunny la i tell you what that's a nice relocation mm-hmm. right there and now earlier today philadelphia finally we know that they had been shopping once around this had been out there for the last couple weeks finally agreed to trade carson wentz to the indianapolis colts in exchange for arthur motes a third round pick this mm. year and a conditional second-round pick next year that could turn into the first, I believe, if the Colts make an AFC championship game appearance is the condition. So so you said um, some baked barbecue chips, some travel-size hand sanitizer, and a Diet Coke with no ice. That what you just told me to trade them for? And I think they might have thrown a (laughs) cheesesteak. They might have thrown a cheesesteak and some tasty cakes in there no, no, just no, no, for no. good measure. Kid, kid size. It wasn't even a full. It wasn't even a full hoagie. It was, it was like the eight inch. You know I mean? little, shorty, little shorty hoagies from Wawa. <laughs> that, that's what it sounded like you said, man. And they got to keep the $33.8 million. It's, oh, my. It's a great deal for the Colts. What? what it's, a, it's no risk for the Colts. Amazing deal for the Colts. They still got their, what, first round pick in 2021. And in 2022. Oh, my gosh. Yep. They and you don't, don't have to take on the cap hit. You don't right. have to take on a $33.8 million. Because has already been paid, so you get them at a great reduced rate. Wow. Reunite him with Frank Reich, who was, Reunited. you know, who was his offensive coordinator when he had that success in and Philly. It feels yeah, what so a, good. What are the Eagles? You know what, Arthur Motes? The Eagles fired the head coach that won a Super Bowl with all this nonsense of a roster. We, Multiple we year those, playoff success. We know those bottom feeder organizations in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. That just they might have a year of success here and there, but the Lions, the Jets, where they say this the team Jags, is not, this is their first Super Bowl ever. The Browns and the Bengals, right? Yeah. I tell you what, Motsi, yeah. if I was an Eagles fan, which I'm not, but my wife is, fly. <laughs> I'd be fly. I'd be a little worried that that we were trending down that path of one of those organizations that is mm-hmm. like driving around like a clown car because they seem like they have no idea I mean, what their destination is. Like, seriously, when we talked about the Doug Peterson thing, right, if you're going to fire Doug Peterson, that was the statement that you made to say that, what, we're going to ride with Carson Wentz. Yes. He's our guy. Yes. So if you're going <laughs> to trade Carson Wentz, then you should have kept Doug Peterson because, let's be real, Doug Peterson's five years in, in Philly. We only heard negative this year. They and it was only three times. And it was only for two situations, right? <laughs> when they When he benched Carson Wentz, and then in that last game of the season where he was like, all right, I'm going ch- to have these younger guys go out here. Yep. And those are the biggest gripes. So we're just going to throw away the Super Bowl. We're going to throw away the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Three the, division titles. Th- not to mention multiple years where you've advanced to the division round at least in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Am I missing something here? Like, 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 what are we talking about? What are we doing? What you're missing is Arthur Motes, one thing that Steelers fans take for granted. 
<laughs> the ownership mm -hmm. and yep. the general manager to uh, to use a German phrase, nicht so gut. That means not so good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a that is a win, 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 win for Indianapolis. And just a, a what are you doing for the for like, the Eagles? Because if you were going to deal Wentz this whole time, right. why did you get rid of Doug Peterson? Because we all would agree that Doug Peterson is a top-notch coach in the NFL. You and I you, did our top ten coaches dude, over the summer, and we both say, had him in the top seven or eight. Absolutely. And some people would have made it a case he was top five. Especially coming off of last year right. before this crazy right. pandemic year. Yeah. So to me, and that's another thing, it's like he did all this in the midst of the pandemic as well. So – we all kind of knew that going right. into this name, but you all of a sudden now, a right? Differently. But now all of a sudden it's all right. I'm getting rid of him, and I'm gonna trade the quarterback. Like, what do you expect next year to look like for these for these Eagles? <laughs> I, I, and I feel bad for Jalen Hurts too because <laughs> not good. And I feel bad for Jalen Hurts because this situation could easily become Dwayne Haskins in Washington situation. Yes. In terms of you oh, get caught buddy. between two different oh, two different buddy. regimes. Sam Two different Darnold, coaches, Sam Darnold, uh, absolutely. And, yeah. and now you're, and now you, they're going to look to you to be the savior with a, a shell of a roster. Because when you're paying thirty three point eight million dollars in dead cap money to somebody that's Ooh, not buddy. on your team, think about how many high end players, how many quality players you can get for thirty three point eight million dollars in cap space. So once again, you see how it's a setup right here, man. <laughs> It's a setup. It really is. All right, Motsi, before we get out of here today, our buddy Don Juan. Oh, shout out to Don Juan. Tweeted, it's my birthday. Can I get a song? <coughs> wow. Figaro. Uh, happy birthday to you. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Happy birthday to you. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Happy birthday, dear Don Juan. Don Juan. And many more. I thought she was going to give me the... <laughs> Happy birthday, Don yes, Juan. Yes, indeed, one baby. Of the, one of the original uh, Megawatts. Oh, no question. One of the no original question. Power Grid members, Don Juan. Mozi, that'll do it for us this week. I we'll, like it, man. We'll be back next week. And I am sure we'll have some more Steelers news by then to talk about. Because that's always? the way she's going this Don't we always? <laughs> so we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Uh, you know the time, high noon, and as always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7, home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.